This is Darren Davis, founder and senior leader of the Harbor Church in South Florida, and you are listening to the Harbor Church Podcast. For more information about this podcast and others, visit us online at harborchurch.org. Enjoy the podcast. Hello, Harbor peoples. This is uh, Julio. Uh, I am extremely excited and uh, just uh, ecstatic to be able to uh, sit here with you guys today and share some real uh, beautiful things that God has placed upon my heart. And I, th- I believe that these things are also uh, working itself also on you guys' them heart. As you know, at the harbor, we were for quite a while now uh, talking about uh, love, what it means to love someone or loving people. And uh, as you know, uh, we were, <laughs> it was a crazy season. I, I, I don't even have to like stress uh, the things that was taking place mainly in America for the past several uh, months, but it was crazy. Uh, with the pandemic, uh, with the racial tension, with uh, people losing their job and all the things like that, it's so easy for us to uh, turn into ourselves and just uh, isolate and stop expressing the love of God. So my goal is today, <laughs> and I am excited, and uh, I will be totally honest, I woke up uh, yesterday morning before I went to work, and this feeling of... Uh, uh, I guess this feeling of joy came over me, but yet a feeling of seriousness. Uh, how do we mix the two? Joy, meaning that what God is doing, or better yet, what he did already, our history in Christ Jesus, the glory and the resurrection power that is ours. I think that that, that reality in itself births forth uh, joy in our hearts if we are embracing it the way we should be. But yet there's a sense of uh, seriousness or a sense of soberness that I was also experiencing. I thought about Martha Luther King. And uh, this, this is not a message on uh, racism, but more so on the love of God. But I thought about him as an individual. And I thought about uh, how was it when he woke up in the morning and facing all the different things that was taking place in the earth. And I know that he had a sense of soberness and also a sense of compassion and also a sense of responsibility. So what I want to focus on today at Harbor at Home is our our role in Christ being glorified in the earth through love. So that's my goal and that's uh, what we're going to dive into. Uh, The first scripture I would love to share with you guys is uh, John 12. Verse 20 through 25. Uh, This is beautiful. Listen to it, please. Now, among those who went up to worship at the feast were some Greek. So these came, so these Greek came to Philip, who was from Bethsaida and Galilee, and asked him, Sir, we wish to see Jesus. Philip went and told Andrew. Andrew and Philip went. To tell Jesus, <laughs> listen to this response now. So, you know, Jesus, like in the middle of his ministry, you know, we, he has a successful earthly ministry. And I really want us to grab a hold of this. Jesus has a successful earthly ministry 
signs, wonders, glory, walking on water. The masses coming out to, to, to watch him and to listen to him preach and to eat of him. So you have these, uh, these guys coming to, to speak with Jesus. Uh, what they wanted to speak to him about, I really don't know. But listen what Jesus says. <laughs> it is so crazy. And Jesus answers them, the hour has come for the Son of Man to be glorified. Truly, truly, I say to you, unless a grain of wheat falls into the earth and dies, it remains alone. But, it, but if it dies, it bears much fruit. <laughs> Darren spoke on this, I think, uh, a few weeks ago. So they're coming, they're, they're telling Jesus people want to have an audience with him. There's some, some Greek or Gentiles who, who desire to have an audience with him. And Jesus' mind is set on going to the cross. His mind is set on the glory of God. And it's very uh, crazy how he ties the two in together. The Son of God must be glorified and he... In the same sentence or the, the same breath, he expressed that unless a wheat dies, it remains in itself. What am I trying to say here? If we are going to see the glory of God, the way that God intended us to see the glory of God, the first thing that we are going to have to do, or better yet, the first thing we are going to have to embrace <laughs> and to accept is death. So Christ know that we were not able to live the life that he lived on earth in his earthly ministry pre the cross. So Christ know that in, in order for us to be able to express, in order for us to demonstrate, in order for us to be able to not just express, but to experience for ourselves this love, this glory that he's speaking about. He himself must die. Christ as a seed, a green, must die. And as Christ died, he, rise, he raises up from the dead. And Paul reveals to us the mystery of, of what he actually did. But Paul said, we were crucified with him, the old man, and the new man rose up with him in resurrection power. So Christ is saying that unless I die, no one can really exhibit my glory. I, I, don't, I, I cannot really live. You cannot really experience the love that I exhibit on earth, the glory I exhibit on earth apart from me. So you must... So Christ invite us into his death. So we are, the Bible says we are bond of God. <laughs> you understand that? Our inheritance, our life now, is bond of God. Our old history, everything we did, everything we were prone, we were weak to, Everything that was representing failure, all of the works that we did, that, that was dead works. 
is now dead with Christ, buried with Christ. And now we have a new life. <laughs> and this new life is Christ in us. <laughs> Christ in us. So my goal is, is like, are you ready? Or are, are you ready to embrace this Christ inside of you in the way of expressing the love of God? However, I will ask another question. And this, this is not the questions that I have for the end of my segment. But I have a question here. And, and uh, if you were not, if, if you're not seeing the glory of God manifest, manifesting in your life in the context of love, what hinders what hinders <laughs> that the self always produce glory? Let me read this. 25. Whosoever love his life loses it. And whosoever hates his life in this world will keep it for all eternity. What he's talking about. Christ is talking about a love that we once had before we were regenerated. And that is the love of the world. He ties the world in with our lives. And he said, those who cling to that old life will lose it. But I will go further and said that as we cling to something that, that the cross already dealt with, as we cling to it, it hinders us from expressing or hinders us from living our true life in Christ Jesus. And that is love, 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 love. Your response, love, love, love. And Christ lived this life. All through scripture, Jesus expressed to us that I didn't come to do my own will. What he's talking about here. I didn't come to do my own will. Christ lived a life whereas he was not governed or moved by his own desires, but rather by the desires of the Father. And I think that's where we as the body of Christ today may be tripping up. Because uh, we want a portion of Christ but not all. We want the parts of Christ that is beneficial to us. And it's hard to bear fruits, especially fruits of love, if we are trying to pick and choose the areas where Christ is invited in our life or rejected in our life. Now, we may not say this consciously, but our attitude and our actions speaks volume that this can be the problem why maybe some of us are not bearing the fruits that we should as sons and daughters that's already born again as sons and daughters that was liberated from sin from the dominion of sin as sons and daughters that is now free in Christ Jesus that has 
total power and dominion over sin. But there is an element, I think, we cannot overlook and we cannot ignore no more. And it is dead to self. It is dead to self. Listen to this. <laughs> Jesus continuously lived a life of glory because, listen, Jesus continuously lived a life of glory because he always yielded his life in obedience to the Father. Isn't that beautiful? He always lived a life of glory because he always continuously yielded his life in obedience to his Father. Obedience, we, we look at the word obedience and uh, it can seem as if it's a legalism. But faith produces obedience. <laughs> Scripture let us know that faith produces a life of obedience to God. But it's a grace work. I'm not speaking, I'm not telling you to try to muster up anything. It's the finished work of the cross. It's, the gra it's a grace work. So we were created to express love. We were created just to live a life of love. But yet we have this other part of us that needs to be dealt with. Or we, better yet, we need to come into agreement with the cross that it was dealt with. And I'm talking about the old man that hinders us from loving, hinders us from doing the things that God called us to do. <laughs> I'm getting excited because this message is for me. We are born of God through Christ's death to live and to love even as Jesus did. Even as Jesus did, we were born through Christ. We were born to love through Christ, even as Jesus did. Because why? We were born of the Spirit. I think that it's so easy to be convinced of our old, the way we dealt with stuff in the past. And, and people tend to say, well, uh, it's, just, it's just me, you know. Uh, this just... Uh, gets me angry. This here gets underneath my skin. This here I just hate it with my with, with a with a furious hate. I just hate it. But we're 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 we are leaning back. We're as if we're going to, to this spiritual grave and digging up the old man. And God is saying no the old man is dead. You have to resist him if you're gonna be able to love the way Christ Jesus loved, you are going to have to denounce him by way of faith in Christ Jesus. You're going to have to come in agreement with the finished work of the cross. Christ is in no way, shape, or form telling us, okay, I got to do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. But what he's saying is we got to believe 
Believe in Christ. Believe in the finished work. And He, the Spirit of God, will work in us freely. And we will be able to express love freely. <laughs> you know, uh, when the Holy Spirit came down on Pentecost, I want to speak of one fruit that manifests itself that was an expression of love. It's not even in my notes, but I really want to uh, touch on it. When the Holy Spirit came on the day of Pentecost, these guys are praying, right? <laughs> they came to the end of themselves. And I want you to know that we don't just come to the end of ourselves. We remain at the end of ourselves. You see? Christ is our life. And we, I have a scripture here where Paul spoke about that. When Christ appear, we shall appear with him in glory. But Christ is our life. And when the Holy Spirit came in them, I have a scripture somewhere here. Where is it? Romans 5, 5. Where did I put it? I'm going out of order a little bit. That is totally fine. But Romans 5, 5. Well, actually, I'll start from Romans 4. Romans uh, chap chapter 5, verse 4 through 5. And endurance produce charity. Charity produce hope. Hope does not put us to shame because God's love, listen to this, because God's love has been poured into our hearts or into our spirit through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. <laughs> you hear this? So again, if it Love is nothing, we, we cannot uh, create it. It was simply given. It was poured into our hearts. So we walk with the life of God in us. But nevertheless, a lot of people say, well, if this is true, if this is for real, and it is real, this is a historical, biblical fact. For us who receive Christ, for us who believe that Christ is the Son of God, that He came in the flesh, and that He rose on the third day with all power and dominion, for us who believe that, the love of God has been poured down in our hearts by His Holy Spirit. And fruits, bearing fruits of love, is natural for us believers. But nevertheless, we cannot ignore the very thing that hinders us. <laughs> you know that Satan was defeated. Many times when we fall short, uh, we try to uh, throw the blame on Satan. But Satan was defeated. It is not Satan. The Bible commands us to crucify the flesh. The Bible commands us to resist the flesh. The Bible commands us to have dominion over the flesh because Christ has freed us from the rule of sin. So that, I think, is a practical place we need to park for a little while. And we got to deal with flesh or the old man or with self. 
want to tell you a story I heard from this old preacher. This happened way back in the days in slavery. I cannot remember the person's name, uh, the particular slave name, but nevertheless, I will do my best to express this glorious story that blessed me. But anyhow, there was a slave owner that purchased a bunch of slaves. But this slave owner was an atheist. And he was determined that all, all the slaves that he purchased, he was determined that none of them can pray. They cannot worship God because he was straight, hardcore atheist. He didn't believe in God. Oh, my God. <laughs> but nevertheless, as he was being, as he was purchased by this slave master, The slave master began to beat him because he refused to stop praying and he continued to pray and pray and pray and pray and pray. And the slave master every day would, would beat him and whip him so that he can stop praying. Then a story, long story short, the slave master got sick and the doctors wasn't able to help him. And the slave master told his wife, maybe you should call that particular slave to pray for you. He said, how can I call that slave when I beat him every day for praying? And now he decided to hearken on to his wife. He calls for the slave. The slave comes in and he, he acts in humility, and I can imagine it in massive shame. He asks, uh, could you pray for me? And that slave looked at him dead in the eyes, and that slave said, Master, I pray for you every single day since I was on this plantation field. And that broke this man's heart into pieces. And he was converted, his wife was converted, and I can imagine so many more of his family was converted. But that's the power of love. I wish I can go on. I cannot go on. I got to stop there. I got so much to say, but so little time. So I'm going to stop there. But I have two questions that I like to ask. And one is this. What is the one thing burning in your heart concerning ministry or the expression of love that you haven't embraced yet? And the second question is, why haven't you? Why haven't you? God lives inside of you. His glory lives inside of you. Embrace that reality. When your flesh try to rise up in the midst of circumstances that's unfavorable, when people lie and cheat or say whatever, you lean on Christ and you lean on the finished work and allow God love to manifest in you and through you. Allow God, Holy Spirit, to guide you day in and day out. Let the Holy Spirit tell you how you ought to live life. It, it won't be religious. Let the Holy Spirit guide you and tell you how you ought to live life. And that's living any with people with kids, business, uh, ministry, full-time ministry, whatever. God is, is there. He is there. But we got to make way for him, even as Jesus Christ made way for the Father will to be done. Hey, Harbor, I love you guys. Be blessed, and uh, we shall see you real soon. God bless. Bye. Thanks for tuning in to the Harbor Church Podcast. I hope that you were enriched, inspired, and blessed by what you heard. Please subscribe on the podcast app and be sure to follow us on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. You can also download our Harbor Church mobile app. Thanks for listening and we'll see you next time.